All right, thank you, ladies. Hebrews chapter 11 again this evening, Hebrews chapter number 11. And I'm going to preach on faith once again tonight. And uh, for several weeks now, uh, we have found ourselves uh, on the subject of faith. And I think it's a good subject to be reminded of because it is how we please the Lord. Uh, and so I certainly want to please the Lord with my life, and I'm certain that you do too. I trust that you want to please Him uh, with your life, and so therefore it is a life of faith. And uh, that which is not of faith, the Bible says, is sin. And I certainly don't want to be one that lives in sin and be content living in sin, and so uh, therefore I have to make my decisions on faith, faith in the Word of God, obedience and faith. Remember, they're tied together, and so we want to be obedient to uh, the Word of God. And faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Uh, so when we hear the Word of God, it helps our faith. When we read the Word of God, it helps our faith. When we study the Word of God, it helps our faith. When we meditate on the Word of God, it helps our faith. When we memorize the Word of God, it helps our faith. Here's the hard one. When we live the Word of God, it helps our faith. And tonight, there's a key element of faith that I want to speak of. And I believe that certainly this is a life-changing truth. But it is certainly, there's some tonight, I want you to really grab a hold of this uh, because there are some people who say, I don't have the faith of my pastor, therefore I cannot have the spiritual success, if you will, that he does. Maybe there's a Christian, you don't use the pastor, but you say, I don't have the faith that somebody else has. Or I don't have the faith what is wrong with me. Well, I'm going to show you in Hebrews chapter number 11 that there's somebody listed in the great hall of faith, who did not have the faith the same as everybody else in there. You say, Pastor, they had different faith? Oh, no, God puts them in there as, as somebody who lives by faith, but there's a key element that I think will be a help to us tonight. As we look in Hebrews chapter number 11, and we look at one verse of Scripture, and I'll allude to uh, many others tonight, but Hebrews chapter 11 in verse 11, the Bible says, Through faith... Also, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. There's a lot of truth and a lot of strength to be gained from this one verse of Scripture. I'll read it again. Through faith, also, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age. There's a miracle that took place through faith. Because she judged him faithful. Who? God. Who had promised. Uh, we, God is faithful. And you know how you know God is faithful? Because he's been judged by your faith. When you operate through faith, he proves himself to be faithful. Now, this evening, I want to take those two words, the two first words of verse number 11, through faith. And that's the title of my message tonight, through faith. And I believe we're going to see some things that are going to help us. Father, I pray tonight that as we look into the Word of God and we consider this familiar uh, story, we consider this uh, Bible character that you have looked at their faith and you have chosen to uh, put them in this passage of Scripture uh, as an example of faith. And Father, may uh, we learn some things that will help us in our faith and in turn will help us please you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Obviously, the story that Hebrews 11 is referring to uh, is when God made the promise to Abraham that he'd make him a great nation. Obviously, there was some time that went past, and we know the story of how God told Abraham when he was 100 years old and said, you're going to have a child. And they, Abraham and Sarah were past the time of having children, and, and God said, you're going to have a child, and that's how he was going to continue his, the promise that he had made. And we know the story, and sometimes we're, we're critical of Sarah because she laughed when she heard it. And before we're too critical, you probably would have laughed or cried one or the other, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, she did not have the faith that others had. It's important for us to understand that even though we look at somebody like Sarah, we say, well, she didn't have faith. She even laughed when God said something. I don't see how it's going to happen. God sees fit, once again, to put, a, put an imperfect Bible character in this passage of Scripture where he focuses on faith. Now, let me remind all of us, faith doesn't mean we're perfect. It means we believe in a perfect God. Uh, all of us are flawed. All of us have failures. All of us have imperfect faith. That's just the reality of it. But we have a perfect, all-knowing, all-powerful God that we decide to believe on instead of believing and putting our faith in our imperfections, our lack of wisdom. So all of us uh, can identify in some respect with Sarah. But God chose to point to Sarah through this passage of Scripture because of her great faith. There is an important part of this that I want us to see, and then I'll illustrate it a little bit later in the message tonight. But I want you to notice those words, through faith. I've touched on this in the past, but I want to, I want to really uh, center on it tonight, through faith. If you go back to the beginning of Hebrews chapter number 11, of course, we find that great verse, verse number one. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We skip down, and then we see, we see verse 2 and verse 3. Through faith we understand uh, how the old worlds were framed. But then we get to verse number 4, and characters are beginning to be named. All through this passage of Scripture until we get to the end, where those unnamed martyrs uh, are, are listed, there are Bible characters that if you've read the Bible, if you've been in church any length of times, they, they come to memory and you've at least heard their story, you at least know about them, you may know a lot about some of them. But by faith, Abel, by faith, Enoch, by faith, Noah, by faith, Abraham. But then notice it says, through faith, also Sarah. But then it goes back to speaking of Abraham and says, by faith, Abraham. We know that by faith, Isaac, verse 20, verse 21. By faith, Jacob. By faith, Joseph. By faith, Moses. All of these are named differently as by faith they responded. Verse 29 and verse 30, by faith they passed through the Red Sea. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down. Verse 31 speaks of Rahab, the harlot. By faith the harlot Rahab. And what more should I say? And he speaks of Gideon and, and Barak and of Samson and Jephthah, of David and Samuel. They're all mentioned as doing things by faith. We know that song, living by faith. Abraham was a great man of faith. What does that mean? That means that that is how he operated. That is the means by which he accomplished things for the Lord. He did it by faith having not received the promise, but he still 
obeyed God. By faith, he was going to obey. That was just how he operated. Let me illustrate it like this. If you go to, you go to the store in an automobile, the automobile is how you got there. You got there by the automobile. How do we get to a place where we please God in our life? By faith. It's the way we do it. That's why we should not operate in a, in a manner that says, okay, uh, you tell me how it's going to work out. You tell me all the ways it's going to work out. You tell me what it's going to cost me. You tell me how I'm going to get through every situation, and then I'll do it. That's not by faith. When God commands us to do something, when God puts us in a situation where we have to live by faith, that should just be by the means we live. How am I going to live, by, live tomorrow? The means by which I'm going to live is by faith. I'm not going to depend on me to provide for me tomorrow. I'm going to depend on God to provide for me. Now, he may send me to work tomorrow. He may have me do some tasks I don't want to do. But by faith, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. As a Christian, as a child of God, I, how are we going to get things from God? By faith, we pray. Uh, how are we going to parents, how do we rear our children, those, those that are in the nursery and those that we're rearing, uh, we want to rear in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. How do we do that? We don't know how they're going to end up, but by faith, I'm going to do what God says to do so that my children grow up in the way they should grow up. Uh, how are we going to have happy homes and happy marriages? By faith. By faith, that's just how we operate. Our, our children in our churches need to see, need to live in a home that we just live by faith. Abraham lived by faith. That's the way he lived. Uh, Isaac lived by faith, and so on and so on live by faith. The difference is we see one character that the Scripture describes that they're in Hebrews chapter 11 not because they live by faith, but through faith. They accomplished great things for the Lord. There is a difference. By faith is the means. Through is the journey. Let that sink in for a minute. I operate, I'm going to live by faith. But through faith is a journey. So, Pastor, what is the journey? Is it the journey through life? Is it the journey along the pathway that God... No, no, no. It is a journey... From unbelief to belief. You start at unbelief and you travel through a journey that brings you to belief. Look at, your, look at the verse again, verse 11. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age. We know that she laughed at it. And when she was past because who judged, she judged him faithful who had promise. So when she came through this journey, she came to a point of faith. She allowed her unbelief to become belief. Now, all of us ought to strive to be people that as soon as God says it, that's all we got to hear. And by the way, there's too many today. Too many Christians, especially in the younger generations, I want God to explain to me. I want you to tell me how this... No, you, you don't need an explanation. Confess your sin and just live by faith. Just live how God says to live. 
Hey, young couples, you're, you're going to have times where you don't know how things are, why things are happening or, or when, when they're going to work out. You just, live, you just make up your mind that by faith, I'm going to please God. By faith, I'm going to obey the Word of God. And that's just the way it is. Well, well, Dad, can you give me an explanation? No, there's no explanation. God is God. He's still on His throne. And, and by faith, we're going to do it. Now, we may go by ourselves after that and say, Oh, God, I just put I just on a limb there. You've got to come through. But by faith, we're going to operate. Through faith is when you take, when a child of God starts in an area of unbelief and they go on this journey and they get to a place of belief. That's going to bring me to the outline tonight. And I'm going to begin, first of all, in showing us how this takes place. Let me say number one. When living through faith, your faith is not alone. When living through faith, your faith is not alone. So you have by faith. Abraham lived by faith. That was his means. That was his character. That's what he did. God said it. I believe it. I'm just going to move forward. His faith was not perfect, but that is by faith he lived. Sarah was not the same way. Sarah is in Hebrews chapter 11 because of through faith. Now, I said number one, when living through faith, your faith is not alone. So how does somebody get from unbelief to belief? Does it just magically happen? No, it does not. Does God reach down in their heart and give them a heart of faith? No, God does not do that. Listen to what I mentioned. When living through faith, your faith is not alone. Abraham had faith before Sarah did. Sarah did not have faith when God said he's going to give them a child when they were past the age to have children. But Abraham believed God. Why? Because Abraham operated by faith. I don't know how it's going to work out, but I know God said it. It's going to happen. I, I, I live by faith. Sarah did not have the same faith that Abraham had. I want to pause right there, and we'll come back to that in just a moment. This is where a lot of Christians, they... They allow themselves to be derailed in their life because they look at their faith and then they look at someone else and they say, I don't live by faith like the pastor does. I don't live by faith like my husband does. I don't live by faith like, like my parents do. I don't live by faith like brother so-and-so does. I don't live by faith like, like sister so-and-so does. I, I, I don't have that belief. You were where Sarah was in a place of unbelief. But Abraham, don't miss this first truth. Abraham lived by faith. So what did Sarah do? Sarah trusted the faith of Abraham. Sarah didn't have the faith, but Abraham had the faith. So Sarah followed Abraham's faith. Abraham had the faith before Sarah did. Abraham acted by faith while Sarah went through the process of faith from unbelief to belief. There are times in our lives when we must trust the faith of another Christian. We must trust the faith of somebody else that God has put in our life. We must be willing to say, well, in this particular situation, I don't have the faith that I ought to have. I'm in a place of unbelief. I don't, I don't see how that I'm going to get through this. Well, God is going to put somebody in your life that lives by faith. 
And that's why you ought to, that's, that's, if no other reason, and there's a lot of reasons, that's why you ought to continue to anchor yourself in a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church where Christians who just want to serve God, they're not interested in being entertained, but how can I please God? How can my faith grow? Because somewhere along the line, you're going to face a situation when you don't, you don't have, you, it's not going to be the way you operate. You don't have, you're not going to be, that's not going to be your means. You're not going to have the faith. You know you should, but you don't. You know you ought to, but you don't. And what, and the, what happens is God has somebody else in your life who has the faith for that situation that you do not have. So what are you to do? Look to their faith. I pray and I hope that, that I'm the, the kind of pastor that you could look to and you can say, if no other reason, with all of his other faults, I know he has faith in God. What good would it do you to have a pastor who stood up here and says, well, I don't know if God's going to get us through this. The faith, you have to have faith. And I hope that there are times in your life when you, when you don't know how you're going to get through, you can say, I may not believe it, but my pastor believes it, and so I'm going to look to his faith. Ladies, let me help you. God's given you a husband who's faithful to the things of the Lord. He may not take the trash out when you want him to take the trash out, but if he lives by faith, that's what you need to focus on. The fact that he has faith. And there are going to be times when your husband says, this is what I know we are supposed to do as a family. You're not going to understand it. He's not going to be as emotional about it as you are. You're going to want to have all the answers that he does not have. He is just going to say, by faith, bless God, this is what we're going to do. What are you to do? I just don't think it's going to happen. I just don't think. Well, what do you put your hopes on? Well, the Bible says that we're just supposed to, to follow God. We're just supposed to obey the Word of God. It's what we're supposed to do. Don't get upset at yourself. Don't get upset at Him if you don't have the same faith that He has. If you don't have the same belief that He has, this is what you should do. I don't have the faith, but I'm going to look to His faith. I'm going to follow His faith. God gives us people in life so that we can follow their faith. Thus, when living through faith, your faith is not alone. You ought to look to somebody who's got greater faith than you do. I love reading the faith of Christians of generations gone by because it helps my faith. Because you can start, as Sarah did, in unbelief. But when you are faced with a situation that you don't have the faith that you should have, you need to look to somebody who God has placed in your life who has the faith. And you don't focus on your unbelief, you follow their faith. And as Abraham makes decisions by faith. Remember, it's his means. It's what he does. Because Sarah is focused on his faith, she is now taking that journey of faith, not because she necessarily believes, but because she has placed her faith in the right place. 
Say, well, she should have faith in God, just like you and I should have faith in God in every situation we face, but we don't. There have been times in my life when I have faced situations, I didn't know how God was going to get us through it. I didn't know how God was going to make the way. Quite honestly, I did not have the faith that I needed to have. You say, what did you do? I followed the spiritual leadership that God had placed in my life. And by the way, just because we're in 2020, the passage of Scripture that talks about spiritual leadership in your life, it's still in that book. And this is one area of safeguard. Well, I just don't have that faith. Well, God gives you spiritual leadership when you don't have the faith that you can look to their faith and say, well, I'm going to follow their faith. You know what will happen? You'll take a journey while your faith is attached to their faith and if I can put it in these terms, they'll drag you from your unbelief. And along that journey, you can take that journey through faith. And when you get through it, you can look back and say, God did what he said he would do. I didn't know how he would do it. I didn't even believe he'd do it. But because I followed the faith of the person in my life that God gave me, I went through this journey of unbelief. To belief, statement number two, when living through faith, you believe God will fulfill his word. As you come through that journey of unbelief to belief, you discover God keeps his word. Sarah did not operate by faith, but Abraham did. So Sarah followed the faith of Abraham. He followed his belief. And along this journey from unbelief to belief, when God's word proved itself to be true, she was convinced. Don't be the kind of Christian that's so stubborn you won't admit when you were wrong. You won't admit when you were faithless You didn't have the faith that was necessary. You were wrong about what God said he would do. Don't be the kind of Christian that's so full of pride that when you were faithless and that person that God had placed in your life that said, I'm going to live by faith. I don't know how it's going to work out. But you decided to follow or you were willing to follow and you get to the... Well, God said and he did what he said he would do. At some point... All of us are going to take the journey, if we're going to grow as a Christian, from unbelief to belief. This happens with new Christians. They hear what the pastor says, and they don't understand half of it, and they think the other half of it, he's crazy. Or, or they, they speak to, 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 to a member, they speak to a Sunday school teacher, and they say, this is what God's going to do, this is how he's going to do it. I don't understand how that's going to do it. It's foolish to believe that a new convert, somebody who hasn't been saved very long, is going to have the faith of somebody who has been saved for a period of time. But what should they be able to do? They should be able to look to your faith and follow your faith and follow your direction and follow your obedience. That's why it's important for you and I to obey the Word of God. Now, I'm going to get off on a tangent here just for a moment, and you'll have to bear with me. When you disobey the Word of God, when you leave the Word of God, there's somebody who would follow your faith. They've got nobody to follow. 
And that's why every man who's the head of his house, you stay close to God. You stay in the Word of God. Because you've got a spouse that's following your faith. You've got children that's following your faith. And when you get out of the Word of God, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And when you leave that, your faith gets weak. When you don't have the faith to follow God, there are those who never take the journey from unbelief to belief because they had nobody's faith to follow. Every Christian understands something. You need to grow in your faith. It's sad to say, but there are Christians, maybe even in this room, you have not opened this book except for when your pastor said, turn to passage such and such. You have not opened it on your own and read it on your own to grow your own faith. And when we don't obey the word of God, there's somebody who's in the place of unbelief. They would take the journey through faith. If they just had somebody, that's why these compromising, emerging church uh, appeal to the flesh. That's just another reason why they are detrimental to society. They are detrimental to new Christians because they are wanting to take a journey, and there's nobody to take them through a journey of faith. We have got to be those kind of people. And when somebody goes through, when they live through faith, they believe God will fulfill His word. Number three. When living through faith, you believe God does accomplish His purpose. How do you believe that? Because He accomplishes His purpose. You know, it's good for all of us to have some times in our life when we doubt a little bit, but yet we attach our faith to somebody else's, and we go through that journey, we can say, oh, I believe it now. Why do we believe it now? Because I've seen it happen. Because He's done it. Number four, well, let me go back to number three. Uh, he accomplished his purpose. You know, in this story, Sarah laughed when God said, I'm gonna, you're going to have a child. It was a miracle. For, look, look at verse number 11. Herself received strength to conceive seed. It was a miracle when that child was conceived. But the process was not done. God did not say you would conceive a child. God said you would deliver a child. And God's faith stayed through the whole process. I'm thankful that God stays with us. I'm thankful that God brings us all the way through. And friend, you and I, this world needs to see people who believe God, have faith in God. Let me ask you, Christian, somebody who, is, somebody who is weak in the faith or somebody who's even lost at this point in their life, why would they attach themselves to your faith? Are you living by faith? Is it your means? This world needs to see people who finish what they start. You know what our young people need to see? They need to see uh, church members, people who are examples, who start and they finish until the Lord calls them home. Number four, when living through faith, we learn that God is faithful. You know the best way for you to learn that God is faithful? This is going to be deep. I know tonight some of you have already gone to a depth that has lost you a little bit, but this is going to be the deepest thing I say tonight. 
Do you know how you learn that God is faithful? You learn that God is faithful. You follow him, and he proves he's faithful. That's how you know he's faithful. There's some, even in the auditorium tonight, and certainly some watching at home tonight, that have been saved for decades. Things that they deal with now don't even, ah, God, I'll take care of that. Why? Because there was a time when they had to take that journey through faith. And now they know that God is faithful. Now tonight, as I close, I want to make a couple, a couple of statements to tie this up. If you're at a place where you just say, I don't have, I hear you, Pastor, but I just don't believe like you believe. This is what I want you to do. I want you to follow the faith of your pastor. Follow his faith. My faith is in God. That's just the way that I have chosen, I've decided to live my life by faith. I'm not perfect by any stretch. But I, want to, I believe in God. I believe God. But also, you ought to be a person who allows yourself to go on that journey through faith. That journey through faith from unbelief to belief. And now, you know, because you followed the faith of someone else, you know God keeps his word. You know God will fulfill his purpose. You know that God is faithful. Now, you know what you're ready for? You're ready for somebody else who is in a state of unbelief to follow your faith so that you can take them through that journey through faith. Tonight, I hope you get, I hope you see, you don't have to have perfect faith because we don't have perfect faith. And if you're in a place in your life or somewhere down the line, so I just don't, I just don't see it. I just don't know how it's going to be. Follow the person that lives by faith. Because God is faithful. God does keep his word. Well, I just don't have faith, so therefore I'm not going to try. I, I just don't believe, so therefore uh, it's, just, it's just not going to be for me. It's not, no, no, no. You follow somebody's faith who, who has the faith that is needed, and if you do that, it'll take you through a journey. You'll go through faith, and Sarah is mentioned in the same passage of Scripture as Abraham, as all of these great Christians, and, it's, and she didn't have the faith to begin with. She wasn't the one who said, yeah, this is exactly, if God said it, it's done. Let's just mark it, chalk, chalk it down. It's going to take place. No, she wasn't that person. She scoffed at it. She laughed at it, but she was at least wise enough to know that there's somebody who's living by faith. I'm going to follow their faith while my faith grows. I'm going to follow their faith while I don't have faith. And along the way, they've attached their faith to somebody who says, I'm at a place, I'm going to live by faith, I'm going to believe God. And that she followed her husband who had faith, and when she went through the journey, she now had the same faith, but she allowed herself to go from unbelief to belief. There is no place in a Christian life for a Christian to just say, well, I just don't see it, so therefore I'm not budging. I don't see how it's going to happen, so therefore I'm not moving. 
I don't see how, what the good is, so I'm not changing anything about my life, about my routine. No, just because you don't have the faith doesn't mean you're not supposed to move forward, doesn't mean you're not supposed to make changes. You just got to depend on the faith of somebody else. Be the kind of person who's willing to say, I'll take the journey. I'll take the journey. And tonight, that's what we need. We need people. We need Christians who will say, I don't understand. Pastor's the eternal optimist. Oh, we're going to do this and this and this and this. I I am an optimist. But can I tell you, I I believe this book. I don't know how we're going to do it. I just don't see how. Well, I, I hope... I pray that as a church, our dreams are big enough, are so big that we know we can't do it, so that by faith we can follow God. You may, have, you may not have the faith you have to overcome circumstances that you face in your life right now. I'm just going to, it's just not for me. I'm just going to quit. I'm just going to give up. You won't find that in the Bible. So what do you do? Do what Sarah did. She was wise enough to follow the person God had placed in her life who lived by faith. That's just how they operated. And she took that journey from no faith to faith. She took the journey from weak faith to strong faith. And when she allowed herself to go through that journey, every word God had said was true. The purpose he said he was going to fulfill was fulfilled. She now had the faith. She's in Hebrews chapter number 11. That's pretty good. But how sad, how tragic would it have been for her to miss out on what God was going to do just because I don't have faith. Why is it that we as Christians, we we think that's an excuse for us not following God? Well, I just don't have that faith, Pastor. Oh, well then, well, let's just tear some pages out of the Bible. We must not need to do that because you don't have faith. This is how we help each other as a church. Because there's going to be some instances, there's going to be some things that you deal with, you've got great faith in. Oh, God will take care of that. But there's somebody else that can look to your faith But then the time's going to come when you're dealing with a completely different situation that you never faced before. I don't know how I'm going to get through it. And you can look to somebody else and say, I can see their faith. I can attach myself to their faith. And I know that they continue to just live by faith and God saw them through. This is a great truth tonight. I hope that you're awake enough to grasp it. That when our faith is weak, we don't have to throw up our hands. When our faith is weak, we don't have to miss out on what God will do. So what do we do? We follow the faith of somebody who has strong faith. Then so tonight, if my two challenges are this. If if you're that person of unbelief, the situation you're facing in life, follow somebody who's got faith in God that you don't have. Be willing to acknowledge it and say, well, I don't have it, but I'm going to follow them because I think they do. Then be the kind of person that when you go through that journey and you see that God proves himself, you be faithful so that others can follow your faith. Because I've already mentioned, I want to be the kind of pastor who 
the members of the Emmanuel Baptist Church can look to and say, I want to follow. He's got faith. I want to follow God. But you know somebody that I'll never meet. You know somebody who looks to you more than they look to me. They need somebody's faith to follow. We lack faith, and therefore, we don't please God. We lack faith, generally speaking, as Christians, and we don't see miracles that God will do. We lack faith. We don't have belief in God. We get away from this book. Why, why do we have, and I'm working on, on, on something that I'll probably preach at another time, that faithless generation. Where it comes from? It comes from a generation that ignores that book. Because this is how we get faith. So tonight is important for you to stay close to the Word of God because somebody at some point is going to need your faith. And tonight, if you're at a place, if you're facing a challenge, if you're facing a difficulty, I just, I'm just weak, follow the person who has the strongest faith. Well, I just don't want to follow them. That's, that's reckless faith. I don't, I don't understand what that is. I, I know the connotation. But isn't all faith reckless? That's the definition of faith. And by the way, reckless is a wrong word to use when you're talking about the Almighty God. It's reckless to not have faith in Him. It's reckless to believe in yourself. It's reckless to believe that our God is contained within the limitations of our mind, the limitations of our ability, the limitations of, 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 of the things that we can accomplish. That's reckless faith. God is able... So tonight, let's exhibit through 